accessing. When TV and radio collide. Love it. This is what you get. You're listening to JJ and Alex. Presented by G2G Bars. Don't touch that dial. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back, everybody. It is JJ and Alex, 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Happy afternoon to you. Happy Jazz Game Day. Less than an hour away from pregame with the coach, Tim Lacombe, and Jake Scott, of course, on the Jazz Radio Network. You can hear it all right here. We encourage you to hear it all right here. So there you go. Uh, did, we give away, uh, did we give away something for the Rocky Mountain Chevy Dealers Play of the Week? Yes, we did. Okay. What was the play? Oh, man. <laughs> He's a game-winning touchdown. Was it the game winner? It's some football game over the weekend. See, I would have picked Mahomes' uh, 26-yard run there at the end. That was as big as anything. The whole. Do you want to hear game. it in a different language, maybe? Ah, uh, now here was the one. JJ put us on to these uh, Korean NFL football announcers that, frankly, have made us want to step our game up when it comes to not just the play-by-play, but the production. I want you to listen here. Here's what it sounded like. With the Korean NFL radio announcers when the Chiefs won the football game. I can listen to that all day. Kevin Harlan's call was great, but it didn't have fake fireworks. Fake fireworks? They had like some twinkling in there? I'm like, Jeremy, we're not doing enough. We got to have periodically during the show some fake fireworks going off. We got to have some uh, some jingling. Yeah, man. It sound it sounded a little bit because the Nintendo or not Ninten- Nintendo. Although Nintendo should do it their own broadcast. No, Nickelodeon does the broadcast, and they have the actual guys doing the who play the the SpongeBob characters. First of all, one of them is Dobber from uh, from uh, what's that what's that show with uh, Craig T. Nelson. Coach, coach, yeah, of course, <laughs> freaking a. What's that? What's that? What's, what's that, that show about, about the coach, the football coach? What do you call? What do they, so, they call that? Dauber is the voice of Patrick Starr. That's correct. <laughs> and it started to go around the. It started to go around the internet pretty quickly when Patrick Starr was like, when McCaffrey fumbled, he's like, got a high point. It. You know, he said something. And he was like, dude, Patrick Starr clowning you on a fumble is next level. And I'm all about it. I was all sorts of, I was all sorts of into this thing. All right, let's kick off the hour though. I'm glad we played the the uh, the Korean football because uh, the Korean NFL, um, you know, call of this game that was as exciting as it gets. So, all right, let's kick off the hour as we always do with the cut. Let's jump in right here. It's time for the biggest story of the day. This is what made the cut with JJ and Alex on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. 
Oh, yeah. Yes! JJ. There we go. We got fireworks. I mean, this, is, the, this is finale, too. This is, that, oh, this that is, is some good fireworks. finale Oof. stuff right there. It was not the middle of the show. That uh, was the end. Yeah, man. I'm all I'm all about it. Like that was that's phenomenal. So there is something that I was I was actually really sad about, and that was the moment that it hit me. Sorry. I get a little choked up. You alright? When I start thinking about this. Football season is officially over. Uh, Take your time, Alex. We understand. Told myself I wouldn't do this. It meant so much to me. I don't know if there was a football season that made more of an impact in my life than the 2024 football season. Now, this is all of football, by the way. Every level. JJ, you and I called a high school game together one fateful night. When, special. E- when East was robbed of a, of a win against Brighton. <laughs> he scored. It was a touchdown. They should have won the game. But still, he's still in the end zone. Sorry, two-point conversion. Two-point conversion. We went through all of the different uh, feelings, of course, during the season. On the college football level, it was the first year for BYU in the Big 12. I don't know if I mentioned that. Mm. That might be something that people forgot. It was a special season for that reason. Now, they didn't play particularly well in the Big 12, but you get what I mean, though, Jason. Okay? I don't think I've heard Sarah McLaughlin this long in my life. But, regardless, the football season was only four and a half months old when it passed away. And now it will be remembered as the college football championship that Michigan won, a, a college football playoff that was different from other years, at least. No Alabama, no Georgia. They didn't deserve to make it, and they shouldn't have. Well, actually, Alabama was in the playoff. Oh, they were? Gosh. You've already forgotten. Maybe I just... Roll down tide. He's always saying funny stuff like that. <laughs> That's what I'm going to miss most is the humor from this season. It still matters more than the SEC. Some of the major lifetime achievements for this football season, of course. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Maato did it again, becoming world champions at the Super Bowl 58? Is that what the letters indicated this year? I don't read Numa, Roman numerals. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't read, to be quite honest. But it was a short-lived season, and it was taken too early from us. Of course, we know that we're buoyed up, Jeremiah, by the knowledge of seasons to come. Next year, the Big 12 is going to feature Utah alongside BYU here locally. But it won't match the firsts that so many of us had this year with this football season. It's the first time the Bills lost a huge game in the playoffs. Oh, wait. 
Mm, no. That happens quite often, actually. I'm going to miss him. JJ, do you have your own ob- obituary for that the... That was uh, touching, Alex. I, too, penned an obituary. A okay. farewell to both the college and football, or NFL seasons. Football, we're going to miss you. It is with sadness that we say goodbye to the 2023 football season, both the NFL and college seasons, which brought us lasting memories in 2023 that will not be forgotten. The season began with hope and optimism. The Lions... Beating the Chiefs in the opener. Oh, can't forget them. Led NFL teams to believe that they actually had a chance this year. <laughs> they didn't. An unlikely NFL star was born in Pukunakua and gave the NFL a big market team in the playoffs. Coach Prime made Colorado relevant in football for the first time in a generation. And Texas wanted Tuscaloosa. The NFL married Taylor Swift on September 24th when she showed up at Arrowhead. And with that, welcomed hundreds of thousands of Swifties to the NFL family, none of which remember a time when the Detroit Lions sucked. (laughs) The Chiefs continued their dominance, and Michigan won a title, too. The season wasn't perfect, though. There was the sign-stealing in Michigan that was embarrassing. The CFP leaving out Florida State despite being undefeated. (sighs) The Cowboys choking in the playoffs again. And Georgia laying an egg against Alabama after Alabama almost laid an egg against Auburn. Whoa, damn, Todd! The joy of BYU getting in the Big 12 was snuffed out by the reality of playing big boy football, a 2-7 conference record. What? This football season is survived by the Chiefs' dynasty, college football realignment, (laughs) greed, the NIL, Jim Harbaugh making headlines. He'll now do it in the NFL. And, of course, it still means more in the SEC. The season was preceded in death by the Pac-12, Aaron Rodgers' Achilles, Cam Rising's 2023 season, the USC hype train, Florida State's college football playoff bid, Brandon Staley's NFL coaching career, and Nick Saban's legendary run at Alabama. In lieu of flowers, please donate <laughs> to the collective of your favorite college football team. <laughs> Phenomenal. Seriously, though, donate to the collective. Really, you have to. Otherwise, you we're not going to be able to do this. you got to donate to the collective. You don't take this seriously, do you? Ah, uh, yes, with the fireworks. That was amazing, JJ. Services will be held at... Uh, <laughs> Arrowhead Stadium, the very first game of the season that the Chiefs are playing. What's the first NFL game of the year? Is it that? Is it the Chiefs host, the Super Bowl winner hosts the Jets, maybe? That'd be kind of fun. They do have have new uniforms. I don't know if you guys know that. But the Jets are rolling out new uniforms. So they get to stink up new uniforms? Oh, yeah. That'll help their performance. What was the best? Uh, what was the best moment of the entire football season for you? Like the best play? The very or no, just like anything that was like the, that was the thing that I loved the most about this football season. That's a tough one. I NFL know. or college? Any one of them. Oh boy. <laughs> Nothing really stands out to me like the one moment. You. I'm going to go, and I hate to say it, 
But in terms of ridiculousness and the implications that it had, it's got to be it's got to be fourth and goal from the thirty one for Alabama, right? Yeah, that was probably the moment. I mean, it was as close to a hell mary as you got. That, but think I, about what it obviously did. meant a whole lot. And I'm not look. I hate Alabama, and beating a bad Auburn team normally doesn't do do it for me. The that thirty one yard fade in the back of the end zone from the opposite side of the field, unbelievable from uh, Jalen Milrow. It was what it did was that was the moment Florida State's season went away. Right? That exact moment. That was it. Because then they you would have no question. Because Alabama might have still gone. Were they going to be in the SEC championship game even if they lost that game? Yes. Yeah. So they won. They were there's no way they were going to leave them out of the playoffs. Right. Even so, if they had lost to Auburn. Which is just outrageous. Because they would have won the SEC championship against Georgia, who was undefeated. Yeah, but one. they would have had two losses. Won them to a bad Auburn team. Wouldn't have mattered. See, the I SEC think it would champion. I think it would have. They were going to leave the SEC champion out of the. You no can, way. They would not have. They would not have had a two-loss SEC champion, while the ACC champ. They. The only thing that that thin line of the one loss that Alabama had, they barely were able to justify that. Now you have a cynical view of. I'm having. I, I don't know. This is rare. I'm having the more positive outlook on what the college football playoff committee would have done. But I can't believe we're talking about this for the first time. You're an insane person. There's no way this they would have had. conversation is about two months too <laughs> I'm just telling you because you didn't say something so ridiculously stupid the first time. Oh, around. I'm right. I'm, I'm so right on two, this. A two-loss yes. Alabama team. The SEC champion was not going to okay. get left out of the playoff. We talked about the scenario, actually. Not this. No, not like this. Hold on. Jeremy, tiebreaker. Would Alabama have gone to the college football playoff with two losses? Roll down tide. Really? See? Yes. You go. No, you guys are foolish. Them in Texas and Michigan and Washington. And a 13-0 ACC champ, Florida State's left out. Yes. They were already so. The same no, scenario know, would have played the... out. Oh, my goodness. Yep. All right. Well. By the way, I have a list of teams the Chiefs could play in that opener. Oh, okay. Should we uh, end the segment with that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here are the possibilities. The Chiefs are hosting the following teams in 2024. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens. Nice. Mm, AFC Championship rematch. That's probably the one, right? The Cincinnati Bungles. Ooh, but see, Joe, Joe Burrow, Burrow is going to be back. Ooh, yes. I like that one. If there's somebody that can unseat Patrick Mahomes from the dynasty situation that they're in right now, it's yeah. it's Joe Burrow. I like this one. The Denver Broncos. <laughs> that's a terrible choice. Although Houston is, Texans. That's actually yeah. an awful choice, too. The Raiders. Now, again, divisional opponent. Yeah, and I'll finish off, of course, the Chargers. Jim Harbaugh? Oh, Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh versus Andy Reid? I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. Justin Herbert? Yeah. Uh, Here's the last two that um, you probably didn't expect. Hmm. NFC South teams, the New Orleans Saints or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Oh, boy. Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield back? Which one do you think the NFL likes the most? Okay. I don't know. No, the Ravens is a great one, though. Ravens or Bengals, that's my vote. That Jim Harbaugh, Andy Reid, week one matchup, I think the NFL, that's what they're going to do. I don't hate it, though, You're going to see the Chargers. I don't hate it. It's a divisional thing, and it's Harbaugh in his dang khakis. All right. Turning it over, uh, coming up in just a little while, about 30 minutes away, uh, Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott will be uh, back more around the corner right here. Stay with us for the NFL Blitz next, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. 
All the latest news and notes from the league and the locals in the NFL. JJ and Alex bring you the NFL Blitz on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. That's right. It is the NFL Blitz. Have we talked about the NFL today yet? Uh, <laughs> not enough. Not enough. Hey, it's the last day we really have a chance to do this. So let's let's make the most of it. Let's let's. Well. Sad, like we said in our obituaries, it's sad to let go. <laughs> I will say too, not ready to move on yet. No, we knew this was coming. Uh, yes, we, just, we knew this was going to be. It happens every year. But hey, now you've got the uh, UFL. What letter is it? Thanks, The Rock. It U- is the UFL. Okay, they combine the USFL with the XFL and turned it into the UFL. Yeah. And now I'm just doing minor this- league football. It's okay. fantastic. I'm just doing this on the fly here. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna look and see if I if I if I know who any. Can you of these, name all the franchises in the UFL? I no 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 no. I wouldn't even be able to. That's why I'm going. I'm looking at this because I'm like, who are these freaking teams anymore? Right. I mean, like, I don't even know. Do we have uh, the UFL? Is there a UFL website? Oh boy, somebody else bought it. <laughs> Did somebody else buy this? Be careful what you oh, Google. University of Florida. Edu. No, that's not it. Careful what you Google here. Uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> UFL website, please? Because UFL.com is UFL not. UFL football? U- <laughs> Question mark? Join the UFL? <laughs> okay, here we go. It's it's on the XFL website ah, uh, URL still. Really? It, it redirects you to the UFL.com. Okay. So there you go. Um, yes, The Rock is still part of it. Oh, here we go. The Arlington Renegades, the Birmingham Stallions. But this is just still the XFL. They haven't even updated their website yet. So they didn't bring any over the of the USFL names except for the Stallions. So all they're doing right now is still giving you two websites of Lovely. the USFL and the and now both of them have a banner at the top of their respective websites. Do you think there's a little bit of an issue here? Do you think these the owners of these two leagues plus the owners of these franchises or whatever it seems like they don't really want to totally fully marry one another. Right. It's weird. So there are some of those USFL names, the Houston Gamblers, Memphis Showboats. Okay. But that's the USFL. So which teams are coming over, which are not? I'm confused. I am confused, too. Hey. And we have officially talked about the UFL way too much now. No, 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 because it's my new thing. Oh. <laughs> so well, then, why. continue. Uh, oh, I can get a Memphis Showboats shirt for only $29.95. No, that's cool if it's retro. Right if now. it's If it's 2024, not no, so cool. No, it's not cool. All right, so the UFL is going to start up here. I don't know when. I kind of don't care. But if it's on TV on a Saturday... And you I happen might to check walk, in. I, if I happen to walk past the TV at that point, then there you go. Yeah. Um, the NFL says massive success of the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Were you okay <laughs> massive with Massive success. I know. <laughs> did, did you? <laughs> Very good. Did you get hit this a nice? Did you get a an idea that, I mean, once the game is going, I forget what city they're I, in. You don't care. No. Right, exactly. People th- watching from home do not care. No. Where the stadium is and where the game is being played, that's for the people that are actually there. Now, for the people that are actually there, I'm sure they loved Las Vegas because every celebrity that currently exists on the planet was in that building on Sunday. It's crazy how many of them showed up. They were all there. Every A-lister. Yes. So I'm sure they all enjoyed Vegas because all those people do because that's where they're most comfortable. Uh, But do I care if it's in Vegas or Minneapolis or... Seattle, I don't. But once it get, once it gets kicked off, you're not going. What a be- like! Remember they used to have them at the the Rose Bowl hosted a bunch. Oh yeah, you know? when so, we were growing up, a lot of them at Rose Bowl, the Orange Bowl in Miami. Yeah. New Orleans has had many. 
Once it, the ball gets kicked off at a Super Bowl, you do not care. No. You're watching from home. So some of the ones that are – that's why you can have them in Minnesota in a dome because, you know, As long as you can control the so weather why conditions. Does the NFL, why does the NFL want it in Vegas? By the way, F1 did this very same thing. People were going, this is so stupid. They have, Why are they doing a, a race there in Las Vegas? This is dumb. Uh, they they're, they signed up for way too long of a contract, and then when they got done, F1 was like, uh, could we have two races here? Like, right. They, they, so I get it. Which it's means- the entertainment capital yes. of the world, and it can facilitate so many people with so many hotels, and there's so many things to do. And we know most people that come to those events love to do two things, gamble and drink. What can you do in Vegas? You can gamble and you can drink. And now the NFL is in this marriage with the gambling, where it was – trying to avoid this forever and suddenly it's okay okay fine we we, oh, we acknowledge yeah. gambling we're okay with it whatever and now this is what you get is now the nfl in vegas can be friends there's a franchise now in vegas and you know go play DraftKings. they don't care they're happy about it now because they're uh, making a boatload of money <laughs> off this now that everyone's like the nfl's looking around like does anyone have a problem with us Nobody. being in bed with the gambling industry nope okay well then we'll move forward here we go as long as we put the disclaimer at the end of the commercial, exactly. we'll be fine. Yes. So the other thing that happened from this, by the way, did you see Post Malone wearing the Cowboys jacket? That was a good flex. Yeah. The thing is, is people don't know this. He grew up right there in he's the DFW area. Right. Uh, his dad might still be, but I don't know if he's not, but when he was growing up, he was the head of concessions at, at uh, Cowboys Stadium. Really? Yes. So you think they liked the Cowboys at his dad's house, at his parents' house? Yes, they were... The Cowboys were his were his parents' employers growing up. So wow. mom and dad both worked for the Cowboys at some point. There his dad was the head of concessions when he wore that. And plus, I like I like that shiny '80s. Why did we get away from that? I don't know. The starter jackets are amazing, right? <laughs> Bring <laughs> back the starter jackets. The puffy ones with just the oh yeah, oh my, all goodness. of them. Those yep. are those are amazing. I love love Cottonwoods Heights resident <laughs> Post Malone representing Utah at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Big Utah guy, Posty. I mean, my goodness, Posty. My kids are like, we saw him at the Maverick, and I'm yep. like, uh, yeah, it was a okay. Did you or did you see him like from a distance? Uh, the 49ers admit that they didn't know the overtime rules totally in their loss against the uh, Chiefs last night. I admit here live on radio, I didn't know the rules of the new when they overtime. Said, when they said the new, oh, this is the first time that we've seen a playoff game with the new yes. overtime rules, I was like, like, excuse me? Because there was, we didn't really think about the idea, because during the season we had a different set of overtime rules. It's it's the season's overtime Correct. rules. that's different. The postseason overtime rules, they knew they had to change it because it's not going to end in a tie. I just found out from you that if they would have gone to an extra quarter, if they would have stayed tied through there, they would have had another halftime yes. show from Usher. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I don't I don't know who would have been performing at that point. Probably Wayne Newton. But <laughs> They have enough people. They're like, are you standing by? It's like those extra hockey goalies. Are you standing by just in case we get a, a second halftime? Some lounge singer at the Golden Nugget may have showed up for the halftime performance. I don't know, but they would have had a full halftime and then started a second half, Crazy. just like you would a normal game. Weird, yeah. We got there's a lot of crazy weird scenarios with the overtime rules that we didn't get to. But the question is, did you like the new format and do you think it worked? And it was I mean, it's better than just having somebody right. go down and score without the other team getting a chance, right? Well, and that so what they played was basically This they, came from the Bills Chiefs overtime game a couple years right. ago when there was an unbelievable game. The Chiefs had that great comeback. They march down, score, touchdown, game over. You're like, well, the Bills didn't even right. get a chance. It doesn't so they, seem fair. They change it for the for the playoffs. I get it, and I'm fine with it. 
It ended last night like a traditional regular season overtime rules game would yes, have. Yes, it did. But that's why when the clock was winding down, everyone everyone at the house that I'm at, watch, everybody at my in-law's house watching this <laughs> is going, get the playoff! What's going on? <laughs> Andy, why aren't you calling timeout? The clock's almost up. That's You're going to exa- lose. That's exactly how people are reacting. And I'm going, oh, there was going to be another. There's gonna, I go, no, 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 no. There's another quarter. Yeah. And they're like, a, a quarter of what? What? So that's the other question. It would it, if you go into that extra quarter, is that double overtime or is it just still the same? It is single double overtime. overtime, but it's just one overtime with four quarters. I thought. But the other thing we didn't get to is if they were both tied after both had one possession. Say it's they both score a touchdown and they get the right. extra point. Does the next team score a win or do they have to both get uh, possessions in? You know what I mean? Like, does, oh yeah, would they? If, still they, have to if keep another team scored it? another seven points, yeah. does the other team get a chance to match Ooh, it? I don't know. We never got to that point to discover that, and I'm, apparently I didn't Google it just before we did this segment <laughs> no, to I give don't. you an answer. Well, why am I, like, I have no idea. This shows you that they have an issue with the overtime rules. Yes. Like, the 49ers are going to send a letter. I guarantee that uh, that Lynch is that John Lynch is going to send a, a letter to the league and say, hey, we didn't train these players well enough on this, on this postseason overtime rule. Like... We needed to have sat down with real officials either at the beginning of the – and maybe they did. I don't know. But I bet there's a little bit of a, a grievance there, a little bit of a beef, because everybody today is going, why did Fred Warner and the 49ers choose to take the ball first? How dare they? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know what the wisdom would have been on that. And but somebody it, did some simulations and found that it really doesn't matter. Right. Uh, okay. The 49ers confirmed today, by the way, the weirdest thing that happened in last night's game, Dre Greenlaw's – Achilles tear as he was running onto the field. It was so breaking. It was one of those things where the game was already weird. And then when they got the footage of him running on the field and tearing his Achilles in that moment, by the way, Burks or whatever his name was, who came in for him, not as good as Dre Greenlaw. No. And they took advantage in the second half of that guy not being as nearly as good of a cover linebacker. Uh, and dude, poor Dre, Dre Greenlaw, you, you work your whole life to get to the Super Bowl, and to have that happen in such a freak, weird way, it's uh, crazy. My, one of my friends in high school was celebrating a touchdown, and he was doing like his, he was like swinging his arms, t- tore his rotator cuff, same thing. He was like, don't over-celebrate, don't over-run onto the field, like yeah. let's give yourself a little bit of a, I don't know, I mean, I it's just as a freak injury, and, and in the Super Bowl of all places, one of the best linebackers in the league. It's it's tough. Uh, hey, by the way, the Jets right after the game is over, uh, the Jets tweet out their new uniforms for 2024. They're like, hey, by the way, they didn't actually tweet out the jerseys. They just announced that they were going oh, they're to show have them new uniforms in yeah, yeah, yeah. April. Oh, like, that's you right. didn't They're even show April. us the jerseys. No, no, no. You just told us you were going to get new jerseys, and you're going to show them in April. Come why on, they, Jets. Why would they do that right when the Super Bowl? All right. Uh, there you Desperate go. Desperate for attention, always. Worst franchise in football. <laughs> I, I I think it's crazy. And By Aaron Rodgers is going to lead him to glory next year on his <sighs> bum Achilles. All Good right. luck. Let's take the break. We'll come back. We've got our best and worst uh, things we want to get to. Not just the best and worst from the Super Bowl, but maybe some other things. So stay with us. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping up the hour with our picks for the best and worst moments on today's show. As JJ and Alex want to hear your best and worst of the day. All right, everybody, welcome back. It is 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone. JJ and Alex. Best and worst. 
So we got to get to the. Uh, we got to get this thing uh, rolling here. So I'm just going to give you my quick worst was all the Lions fans that were at the game oh. because they had booked up the travel. Oh no, that is the worst. <laughs> that first half, they booked travel and they did. They were asking people. They're like, "Why are you at the game?" Uh, I bought tickets at halftime. Do you know how much tickets cost the Super Bowl? It was it was over seventy five hundred dollars on an average. So they they paid that money to go watch two other teams play. Yeah, and their team wasn't involved. The financial sacrifice that many of them had to have made. I doubt many of them are independently <laughs> wealthy. No, for sure. Wow. Nope. Uh, so there you go. All right. Obviously, we got the Jazz coming up tonight against the Warriors. Final thoughts on uh, this Jazz team? Obvi- Look, it was a tough. It was a tough one. That Phoenix game we talked about it last week. They had no chance. They had no chance. Maybe over the weekend they had a couple of extra days yeah. to kind of figure some things out. Are we going to see? Obviously, we're going to see a different lineup. But are we going to see Will Hardy do some wild stuff to just try out? I mean, my goodness. I think you're going to see the rotation that's going to be a little bit different with Taylor Hendricks, and we'll see. I don't think Bryce Sensabaugh's back yet. So we don't expect to see him. But it's time for Taylor Hendricks to step up. It's time for this team to come together knowing that this is who they are. They got some practices in this weekend. The Warriors are in a weird spot. Steve Kerr's not going to be there tonight mm-hmm. because he was at the funeral of the assistant coach that passed away. So good chance for the Jazz to get a win. This is a big week for the Jazz before the All-Star break. Two games against the Warriors, one against the Lakers. Teams they're trying to fend off or pass up for the playing spot. Uh so, you're going to have the pregame show on the Jazz Radio Network that takes over in just a few minutes here. Uh, so, that's, yeah, Jake Scott and the coach, they're going to take over and get this thing done. And we will uh, bid adieu till tomorrow in another edition of JJ and Alex. So, for JJ, our producer Jeremy, we'll uh, see you tomorrow, everybody. And take a listen, download the podcast wherever podcasts are found. If you missed any portion of the show, any portion of any show all day long, go to KSLSports.com, click on the podcast tab or any place that you find your fine podcasts. All right. We'll be back again tomorrow. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.